It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Welcome to Done Being Single. Yes, and get ready, people, because we're about to answer the age-old question of... It's not about you. That's been answered, and it is oh, about me. It, it is? Yes, that okay. was answered. How long has this podcast been in existence? Of course so, it's about me. So the age-old no, question the age- is... Where's the beat? Yes, that oh, is sort of okay. in the... You're in the ballpark. Hmm. The age-old question is, who's got the power? Does the woman? Does the man? Who really has the power? Who's really in charge? Who's leading this thing? It's a, it's a great question. We've tackled it in the past a little bit and have come up with some very provocative answers. I have my definite thoughts on this. Yeah, I know you do. I'll be happy to share. I sort of do, and then I don't. Because on one hand, here's how I feel. There is a dynamic, for sure. Don't you think so? Yes. And the dynamic changes hands. I think in a successful sharing relationship, it should change hands. It should be changeable. It should be something that is not set of one thing and the other thing. It has to be right. It's a dance. the ability to move. Yes. It is a dance. And even though, and you and I know this because we took dance lessons. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Arthur Murray, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The lead, yeah. the lead, you have the lead. Men do have the lead in in dancing that is that's definitely the case at the risk of sounding anti-feminist this is what i know because i'm of a generation where i still believe that men kind of call the shots okay so this is how we arrived at this topic today and yes we have referenced it in the past but today we're really going to do a deeper dive because it's it's such a good discussion topic isn't it we're going down people Get ready. So I find things to talk about everywhere. It, it, we're, I read, Boy, I'm on you. the internet. I mean, yeah. I see it everywhere. Uh, we subscribe to Reddit. And for those of you guys out there that don't know, Reddit is a massive collection of forums where people can share news and content or comment on other people's posts. So it's a lot of Q&A and people pose questions and then they get answers. And this particular question really stopped me in my tracks. The question was, I don't, it's not the exact, I'm paraphrasing here. The writer wanted to know if women are the gatekeepers of sex and are men the gatekeepers of relationships? What is the final word on that? And some of the responses were, can I read just a few? Sure. Okay. Here's someone. I don't know what gender they are. It's not about gatekeeping sex or relationships. It's about market dynamics. There are quite simply 10 times as many guys looking for casual sex as there are women looking for casual sex. This leads to lots of guys looking for sex who can't find it and lots of women looking for a boyfriend who can only find guys that are looking for sex. But thinking of this as a power dynamic is both inaccurate and an incredibly unhealthy way to think about relationships. Like I said, I think there's a relationship dynamic that exists. But there's also an evolution of this. And when two people first meet, 
that's where the dance begins. And that dynamic is going to soon come out. Who has the power in a relationship? I think the person that is the most secure has the power. But my overall feeling about this is that... Yeah. Oh, I knew where you were going. Pussy has the power. It does in the beginning. (laughs) No, it always has the power. And it's the evolved man who also knows that. I gotta high five you on that. Because that is brilliant. The dance does happen, and the woman has to allow her man to also have that power if he possesses it. If he doesn't have it in him to deal with everyday things, he relinquishes it to whomever. Uh, yes. But I think that the women have to understand that they own it. It's the, it, They have the power, and they rule. Okay. And it's the <clears throat> insecure man that doesn't go along with you, that. This is... Yes. It's the evolved man who isn't afraid of the relationship. It's the evolved man who isn't afraid of commitment. And I think a lot of women feel like those men are rare. They are few and far between. That most men don't really want to commit. They don't want to really get that close. They are in it for the fun and maybe the sex. And that's where, and women know that. So as a result, women are the gatekeepers because they're not going to give it up so quickly to a guy that may just be in it for obvious reasons. Which women are these? None that we know. Oh, me. Okay, let me continue. Well, isn't that special? Another responder says, it's true for the most part. Men still decide on if there's going to be a commitment or not. The woman can choose to reject or accept, but the man is still in control of making the decision to pursue it and present it. Women are still in the position of accepting or rejecting sex as well. The woman has the edge in the early stages, but whether the relationship goes long-term, the edge shifts to the man. Do you believe that? Again, I, I fall back on what I said earlier. I think that it's important that the man possesses the ability to have that power and use it where it's necessary, but it's also extremely powerful to be able to give it up and allow the woman to have power too and you're not giving up anything other than showing the world that you are secure with yourself enough to not have to be in control and not have to exhibit power and i think that's so powerful for a couple to possess and i hope that we have that that's something that of course but look it's it's self-preservation for women i'm going to speak for for women it's self-preservation A smart woman uh, knows her power. A smart woman, or she should know, that giving it up too soon or having sex for the wrong reasons, I mean, there's all kinds of peril that go along with that. Sometimes the woman is both the gatekeeper to sex and commitment. And sometimes the man is both the gatekeeper to sex and commitment. Sometimes the woman is the gatekeeper to commitment, and sometimes the man is gatekeeper of sex. I think it all depends on what you're, what you want, ultimately, what your goal is, and that determines everything. Don't you agree? Yes, I agree. Yes, see, dear. see how easy that was? Yeah. Just say yes, dear. Yes, dear. And we will get along just fine. <clears throat> no, 
right answer. Exactly. <laughs> See? You have your own booing I section booing here? Se I brought my booing Are section with me. in the closet? Me. Yes. Okay. You know, again, I think that when we're talking about two people meeting for the first time, there is, it's not a necessarily a dance. It's more like a wrestling match. You know, you're trying to find your way in the ring and you could be running around avoiding each other or confronting each other and then you become who you are. That evolves as well. And I think it's important that women understand they possess the power. Now, whether they know it, ah, that's a really great thing for us to get into and how to unlock that within them. Because I think that's really the power that they don't realize they have and they need to yes. reclaim it. Yes, I, I agree with you. And then we'll work on the men. But I think that maybe, I don't know, we'll start with the women first, I think, but we'll go both places. Okay. So we are going to take our first break. Who's our guest today? Suzanne Oshima. Wow. Yes. She's got a thing or two to say about this. I know I she does. Wait. All right, so we will be right back with Suzanne Oshima. I am the gatekeeper. I have the power. Yes, you do. And I have the pussy. So I'm going to introduce yes, our guest. Yes, you do that too. Suzanne K. Oshima is a life and love transformational coach who empowers and inspires smart, successful women to realize it's never too late to hit the reset and start their next chapter in life and love. Suzanne launched her career in the dating industry over 16 years ago with an online dating site, which she then transitioned to an offline matchmaking and date coaching agency called Dream Bachelor and Bachelorette. Over the years, having worked with both single men and women, Suzanne discovered the love gap between what men wanted in a woman and what women thought that men wanted. Hello, that's what we're talking about today. It was at that moment she realized that she had uncovered the secrets about men, and she was on a mission to share those secrets with all women to help them become more successful at dating, relationships, and getting to marriage. Suzanne has worked with countless single men and women locally as well as globally to transform their love lives to create their next amazing love story. Suzanne has been seen on, oh my gosh, the Today Show, Bravo, Good Afternoon America, ABC News, Inside Edition, BBC Radio, Men's Health, Glamour, and much more. And now she's on Done Being Single. Suzanne, welcome. welcome. Aww, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you've been listening in, and I know you've been formulating thoughts, but you already had thoughts on this because this is what you've based your sort of your business and your brand on, knowing what men want, knowing what women want, and hooking it all together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you agree that, first question, Suzanne, do you agree that women are the gatekeepers of sex? Yes, I do. I do agree. Okay. Good. We're all on the same page there. And why do you think they are? What I believe, these are my beliefs, is that men always want sex, right? And it's just a, the, what, what determines is when they get it is when the woman says, yes, I'm ready to have sex, or she says, no, I'm not ready. And if the right man says, I understand and I'm willing to wait, then she is the gatekeeper, right? Mm -hmm. The wrong man will move on because he's just looking for sex. Mm -hmm. 
the Correct. the right man who's looking for the right relationship if she's the let me just preface this with if she's the right woman he will wait if she's not the right woman he's not going to wait he will move on right robbie yes absolutely <laughs> okay That's how so it works what about if you open the gates too soon is there such a thing as i mean there's so many there's so much diff- differing varying opinion on this when to have sex I have my own opinion on it, but what do you think? When you open the gates too soon. Here's my opinion on this. And, you know, every every expert has a different opinion. And, you know, Steve Harvey, his, his rule is the 90-day rule, right? He talks about, he calls it the cookie, right? Mm-hmm. He says women shouldn't give away the cookie for 90 days because men should be on a probation period. That's not my rule. Here's my rule. Look, if a woman is just looking for sex, then have sex whenever you want to have sex. There doesn't have to be a waiting period. But if you're truly looking for a long-term committed relationship and you want to form that bond with the man, is my recommendation is to wait until, number one, you are ready, but number two, that the man has an emotional connection to you because... What I have found is sex is just an act for men, that they can basically have sex with anybody uh, without an emotional connection. Whereas women, some women will say, oh, I can have sex with anybody. But at some point, I always see a shift with women is they become emotionally attached and then they want more, Mm -hmm. whether it's a relationship or something more of a commitment from the man. And then she tries to have that conversation after she has sex. And it's a little it's a little awkward is what I found. So I think it's important to really be on the same page with the man of where you're at. We agree. And, you know, it's interesting when we think about our own courtship and how we got together. And we waited. There was no rush. And Not I, 90 days. No, of course not. Not idiots. You might have felt that way to you, but <laughs> well, well, no, it didn't. It just it we was waited. it was natural. It was a it just it just felt it was organic. It didn't wasn't forced. I wasn't pulling. You weren't pushing. It wasn't anything other than two people that were comfortable not jumping into the sack because I think we knew that was inevitable. It's going to happen. But let's. Let's learn who we are and, you know, how we are. And I think that was more important. And that's why I totally deprioritize the need to have sex, like, really quick. It wasn't a something that was driving me. Well, you're, you're also, you respect women. So there was a level of regard, you know, and you, I could tell you were just a different kind of guy. But that, but even so, I had a little bit of a plan. And oh, you did? I did. Share with me. Well, what? you know, what was I, 50? Yeah. You know, I finally wised up and I thought, no, I'm going to make this guy know me. I'm not letting him get in my pants. I don't know what his MO is. I didn't know. So I thought, what's the hurry? Get to know me. And, and, and if then, after you get to know me, you still want to get in my pants, all right, you know, we'll we'll take it from there. Did that surprise you that that was also my plan? Well, I, 
I see, I was so used to men not wanting relationships that I just assume that most men don't. I don't know why. I guess that was just my experience. So, yes, unfortunately. Isn't that sad? Where's the sad music? Where's my little violin? I don't have one. But the truth is, and I think that most women can relate, that if you've had, and we just talked about this in another episode, if you've had chronic defeats or repeated disappointments, you know, you start to... You, well, you either double down on your stupidity and you go deeper into your, you know, your desperation or you wise up. And that's what happened with, with me. I thought I'm not. So I think e- we, we were unique in that we don't hear about people waiting today. We, we just, we don't encounter that too often. It's a mistake. We're circling back to the, the original question about to Suzanne, which was, can you have sex too soon? I mean, I guess that was sort of what I was getting at here because I think that I agree with Suzanne, and Suzanne cut me off here because I'm talking too much. Mm. I think it screws everything up when you give it up too soon. I totally agree. And I, I have to say this is, you know, I find that a lot of women in midlife tend to think, I shouldn't say a lot. There's some, okay? There's some women in midlife that think, well, I'm of a certain age, so I can have sex whenever I want. And of course you can, but like you talked about, Treva, is when they give it up too soon is they find that the men sometimes start to pull away. And then they feel like, oh, did I have sex too soon? I had this just happen with a client a couple months ago. She gave it up way too soon, and I kept telling, I kept coaching her and telling her not to, and she didn't listen. And sure enough, once the man got the sex, he pulled away, and he wouldn't even call her back, wouldn't text her, and she was heartbroken. Yeah. Was she afraid that she was going to lose him if she did not give it up? You know, it was. It first started out in her mind that, well, I have needs too, which is true. We as women have needs, but. Again, if if you're thinking about what you truly want for the long term, which for her, she wanted a long term committed relationship. It wasn't sex. We all have needs, but that's not what she wanted for the long term. And so that was a mistake for her because he wasn't he was only interested in the sex. And after that, that's exactly how he treated her. I wonder if she hadn't had sex with him, what would have been different? You think he would have still hung in there? You think no. he'd still be? No. So that's who, oh, who wait, he was. She, she, he was going to leave her regardless. And, and I'll share with you why. Is the reason why I feel like it wouldn't have lasted anyways is it, this guy showed a lot of signs that uh, he was just playing the field and that's all he was interested in doing. That he wasn't interested in a committed relationship, had never been married, and had actually been engaged several times, but had had pulled out of the engagements. So there was a lot of red flags. That's why I don't feel like it would have lasted anyways. Is she heartbroken? Is she over him? she was completely heartbroken over him you know it's just like i said once a woman has sex she thinks that it's just sex but then she becomes emotionally attached and and then she wanted more and and she couldn't have more she couldn't get more so it's important to really like treva how you talked about you made robbie get to know you and really like you for who you are before he got in your pants right that was so smart 
Yeah, it worked. Look what happened. I still haven't been there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're a patient man. (sighs) (laughs) I have a friend who went through something similar. And, you know, I'm not even going to talk about other people. I did it. I'm guilty. I had sex too soon. And it's just stupid. It's just not thinking straight. And for you do it because, you know, you're, you dig the guy a lot. And you think that if you do it sooner, it'll cement the relationship or he'll want you more. Or it's just, I think it's a bad idea. So well, it's a that, bad and that, foundation and, but, to build a relationship on. Yes. We can go back to the original premise that we started in the opening, and that's who has the power, and what does that mean, and why is that important? You have your thoughts. I had mine. I want to hear Suzanne's thoughts about that. So it was interesting. When you guys were talking about power at the beginning, I realized something because I was listening to everything you guys were saying, and my body had a negative reaction to the word power, and here's why is because no one likes to feel like someone else has the power over them. You know, women, strong, independent women like Trevor and I, I know we're both strong, independent women. We don't want to feel like a man has power over us. And a man, especially if he's an alpha male, doesn't want to feel like a woman has power over him all the time because then the relationship isn't going to work. So I feel like you know, who has the power. I just feel like that's a negative connotation because it it almost makes me think of control, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about this and I like to think in terms of, you know, is more about what works for both of us, like more of a collaborative thing, even though we're talking about sex. Yeah. If a woman's not ready to have sex, but really talking to the man and sharing with them how she feels and what works for both of you, right? It's not just her way or it's the highway because then that's the power thing. Mm -hmm. But hey, this is how I feel. These are my standards. Can you respect that? And are you willing to wait? And will this work for both of us? I agree with that. And I think that's one one of the things I was stating is that there is a I said, we we said dance, or I was saying in a wrestling match or something, and you're positioning, and for lack of a better term, power does come up, because especially in a beginning phase of a relationship, you're feeling each other out. And I think that insecure people are going to be quick to give that power to the other person first. And I just want to kind of bring it out as a topic of conversation. We all, I think, possess the ability to be powerful, and I hate using this term again, but there it is. So we need to be able to unleash it within ourselves and know when to have it, express it, show it, and know when to let the other do the same. Yes. It's sort of when the planets have to align, you know, you have to find someone that shares your vision of, and I've, I've written about this. I mean, what's true compatibility? It's not chemistry. It's not passion. It's not sex. It's not common things and interests. Do you have a shared vision of the future? Do you guys share the same goal? And I think maybe I'm just generalizing, but I think most women want a relationship. They date with a goal in mind. They want a relationship. I don't know any woman that just loves to date. I mean, you do what you got to do, but am I right? Suzanne, what do you think? I totally agree with you, Trevor. I believe that 
all women really want to find that special someone that is a partner in life. And no one goes into dating and says, I want to spend the rest of my life dating. This is so much fun. I mean, they may be having fun, but like you said, the end goal is you want to meet the right person. That's correct. Okay, we have to go to our second break, but we're going to come right back with more from Suzanne Oshima. So my objective here is to make women feel and believe that the power is within them and for them not to feel less than that. And I want, I want them to unleash that power in terms of the ability to feel strong and not feel like they have to acquiesce to their partner, the man, because he's the man right now. Again, the evolved man is going to appreciate a strong woman and allow her to be that and without having the need to be the caveman <laughs> up front. Yes. We hope that for our, for all people. But that's not always But so the how can case. we help how can we empower women to unleash that within themselves? Suzanne. So what I find with women is that the only way to truly unleash that within a woman is to really build up her self-confidence, her self-esteem, and her knowing her self-worth. And if a woman were to rate herself on a scale of one to 10 when it comes to dating and relationships, where she's at on those three things, if that's anything less than a nine or a 10, then we need to work on that. Right. Mm -hmm. When I say work on that, there's an exercise that I do with my clients and I ask them, what's great about you? And a lot of times my clients will get the deer in the headlights look of, I don't know, I'm nice. Or they'll say these things that are pretty generic and it could be anybody. And the reason why that's very key is because I always say to them is if you can't answer what's great about you, then how is any man going to know what's great about mm -hmm. you? Yeah. So I think it's important if we really want to build women up, empower them and inspire them, it's let's first work on the foundational piece of working on their confidence, their self-esteem and self-worth so that they can fully stand in their power and feel confident that they're going to attract the right man for them and not feel like they have to accept crumbs from a man that just comes along and throws scraps her way. Absolutely. And it can be done in a way that's not overbearing or ball breaking. I think women are afraid sometimes to speak up and say what they want and express their needs or articulate their needs. And I think they feel that it's going to scare people away. And this is what I say, if it scares a man away, then he's the wrong man for her. And it's all about in how you do it, not in a ball breaking way, but in a way that, hey, this is how I feel. And you know what? These are my needs and not in a way that emasculates the man or makes him feel really small, but just sharing, sharing how she's feeling. I think communication is one of the biggest things that men and women do so differently. And I think it's the one thing that I think breaks up a lot of couples in dating relationships and marriage. I agree. Been there done that. I know exactly what you're talking about. But this kind of comes back around to, to Robbie's point, which I get what he's saying that, and to, and to your point too, Suzanne, in that women need to equip themselves. They need to have a strong infrastructure. They need to be able to say, this is what I want without fear of scaring anybody away. Each person's a gatekeeper. Do you think that alpha males are evolved enough 
to not have to have the power or know how to give that up? That's a great question. This is what I would say. First of all, I don't like to generalize all alpha males because obviously every man is different. Of course. I think it is a challenge for an alpha male to be able to give up that power to a woman because I almost envision it as like an alpha male with an alpha female. It's almost like two positive magnets and you're trying to put them together and they keep repelling each other almost, Mm -hmm. you know, and there has to be a flow. And so you have to allow the man to take the lead sometimes. And if she's an alpha woman, you got to allow her to sometimes take the lead. But it has to be like, Robbie, you talked about that dance and being able to work within that dance so that it's in harmony. And it's not that one's doing one beat and dancing a whole different dance. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that culture has kind of put people in boxes where if they are an alpha type, they are not comfortable giving something up that they feel is part of being that alpha. And I, I find that to be anathema to what it really is. And that is a true man should possess all those qualities and exhibit them as needed. So it doesn't take away from a strong man because you are allowing your woman to be strong and powerful and exhibit that. And I think that that only adds to a man's quality. It doesn't detract, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if an alpha male is able to do that, he's definitely an evolved male, right? And where I think you could run into a problem with an alpha male and not being able to do that is the alpha male that's also narcissistic, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That could be really difficult for him to like allow her to take the lead or be able to be that center in the center of stage and have that attention over him. So we're dealing with security issues. Yeah. Inner security issues or insecurity issues within everybody because we all have them. And I feel that it's somewhat of a insecurity to not be able to allow yourself to give that type of power to somebody else without feeling it's detracting from you. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, it's hard because it's, you know, doing this dance is, especially if a man is an alpha male, right? It's hard for him to be vulnerable and really sometimes give away that power. And and for strong, independent women, it's scary for us, too. We hate being vulnerable. We hate appearing weak or like we need help. And so it's hard for us. And we get to learn, too, how to relinquish and allow the man to take the lead and allow him to do things for us and not make us feel in our mind that we're not able to do those things for ourselves. You know, we struggle with those things too. So help us, give us some tips, give a guy some tips that he can use out in the field that will not hurt his ego by allowing him to be vulnerable as well. Well, you know, for a man to be vulnerable, he needs to feel safe. He needs to feel safe that he can share his true feelings and that it's not going to be used against him in the future, right? I honestly think it's harder for men to be vulnerable and be able to share those feelings with women, especially if in the past he's had it been used against him. I agree. 
No one likes to be hurt. No one wants to be rejected. But then that's life. You can't predict it, and you can only just sort of equip yourself for whatever comes up. We have to go to another break right now, so our last break, but I want to come back and give some tips to women okay. about this. So we will be right back with more from Susanna Shima. So I want to just refer back to the, the Reddit thread. The question is, are women gatekeepers of sex and are men gatekeepers of relationships? And one of the respondents says, I think it's true to a point. I can't speak for all women, but personally, if I get to the point of sex with a man, I'm usually sold on him unless there's deal breakers or whatnot. And then I kind of wait for him to call it a relationship or be ready to move in or, you know, to determine next steps. And I sort of get that. And that's what I mean by once you give it up, you kind of give it over to to a guide to sort of determine where are we going? Where is this? Is this a relationship? Are we going to have one? You don't have to give that up, though. Why I think this... women tend to do that, though. And that's my question to Suzanne. And how, as we go into some tips for women, what are your tips for women to avoid this kind of feeling where I'm putting all of these eggs in this guy's basket and he's going to be the driver's seat and he's going to determine my fate and my future, which is not true. Right. So, you know, that's a great question. I don't know what this woman's name is, but I I need a name to refer to because I always like to say Jane. We're going to call her Jane. Okay. So it's interesting, like the Jane situation where she said, usually by the time she has sex with the man, she's all in. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and then she kind of waits for him to call it a relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I say to that is she's doing it backwards. Why is she waiting for him to do it? He's never going to do it. Or he it, he may do it, but it's not going to be when she needs it to be done, right? Mm-hmm. And so for every woman, it's different. It's what are your standards? And you need to be very clear before you go in and have sex with the man. If your standards are that I only have sex with one man at a time and I need to be in a relationship, then you need to make that clear before you have sex. Don't have sex and then say, oh, okay, well, when's he gonna tell me we're in a relationship? You could be waiting forever. And it may never happen. And that's so ridiculous that she's doing it backwards. If she wants to be in a relationship, she needs to share that with him before she has sex. Hey, you know, I really like you. I like where this is going. I'm not sure how you feel about me, but for me, I don't have sex with multiple men. Mm -hmm. And for me, I need to be in a relationship before I have sex. If those are her standards for every woman, it's different. But just because she has sex with a man, that doesn't mean you get into a relationship. There's no guarantees, but she needs to state it up front. It's always an awkward conversation once you have sex, and then she tries to have that conversation after. You can't put this lipstick back. The toothpaste back in the tooth. Whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's the the smart, self-respecting way to do things. And it's the mature way to do it as well. And you know what? You can always learn just because you're dating in your 50s. I mean, it took me till I was 50-ish. But we hear about so many women that are not doing that. Their needs are are their needs, and they're okay having sex. And we're okay with them having sex as long as the expectations post-sex are not everything in the world, and this guy is now the, the be-all, end-all, and when he stops calling or texting no, no, or whatever no. it is, what do you expect? Yes. 
I mean, I'm thinking about myself here because there were relationships that I had that I thought I was super smart and handled it really well. And, and it's still, there's no guarantees. You know, just because you wait a long time to have sex with someone doesn't mean it's going to last forever. I mean, you hope it does. But at least you'll come in and out of it with your sanity and your dignity. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some women assume that because they've been seeing a man for so long and they think that he's not seeing other women and then she has sex with them and she thinks that she's in an exclusive relationship. And then I always ask, have you had that conversation? She's like, well, no. And I'm like, don't assume because you can't assume that you're in an exclusive relationship unless you have that conversation. Brings to mind another thought about once you are seeing somebody and you are having sex, at what point do you remove your social profiles from dating sites? Well, that's a great question, but that's a conversation you get to have together to figure out what works for both of you. Right. Not Agreed. one person saying, I'm taking down my profile, so I expect you to take down yours. Yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> well, well, it could. It could, but... but it... Someone's going to feel like, why are you trying to control me? I'm not ready to be exclusive yet. Or, yes, or change your status or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's also a topic. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, the dynamics of stuff. Because that's what I really loved about you is that, in a way, I always felt like I had to be in control. But the irony is, is that I was never in control. And you're kind of never in control. You can't really, I mean, let's be honest. You can't control anything. Well, yes, you can. And you do. And I, I, so I don't want to just be contrarian. I just think that we have control over the things we have control over. I think sometimes we get into issues when we try to control things that we have no control over. And that doesn't make sense. So that's why I try to always keep you from maintaining your distance from things you have no control over. Don't worry about that. Right. Let's that's... only concern ourselves with what we actually do have control over. And that's our own actions, our own words, interactions. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a very evolved way of thinking that at the end of the day you cannot control every little last thing in your no. life you can only control really your thoughts and your actions and to think that you have some control over someone in in the relationship you do in the way that you behave like the way that you comport yourself if you are self-possessed as Suzanne says self-worth self-esteem confidence having a strong foundational base of, of, of which to operate from is everything because it will it determines success and it also will protect you if things shouldn't work out. Would you say that's right, Suzanne? Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. So anyway, back to what I was saying about Robbie taking control, which I liked because I always felt that I had to drive the thing and finally, I met someone that he drove. No, no, he didn't drive with the brakes on. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think a lot of guys do. But since doing this show, here's what I've learned. I think that there are just as many men wanting committed relationships as there are women. The more men I talk to, the more I realize they're not unicorns. They exist. The main complaint, and I'm sure Suzanne can, can agree with this, is that most women in their 50s really think that good men out there, there, there are no good men out there. There are. are. That are available and that are commitment friendly. They feel like they, they don't exist. And yet most women 
my age, our age, they're all, they're ready to go. They are ready to go, I think, more than the men are. And I don't, I disagree. How so? Because I think that there are great men of a certain age that want love and commitment. They may want it, but they're not ready for it. Well, they, they may not be able to They may be deal fresh with it. out of a relationship. They may be fresh out of, you know, dysfunctional relationships. And those dysfunctional relationships become patterns and they need to acknowledge what those patterns are and break those patterns in order to get in to happier relationships. And this goes back to another fundamental topic that we've talked about is that you need to be happy with yourself before you can be happy in a couple. And that's so important. And we find that to not be the case with, with many people that we know and don't know, but we hear about this. So Well, that's what Suzanne's saying. That's your insurance policy for anybody. That's what will weather but, the storm and that's what will get you. That's, the, that's a recipe for success. Right, but I think that there are good men out there. I think that there are good women out there, but it's you have to go through this little dynamic dance at the beginning to establish who is who. And even if it's not what it's going to be, it, unfortunately, it's just kind of a part of, I think, human nature that you have to position yourselves yes. to a point where you're now both comfortable and can be yourselves. You may not be yourself in the very beginning, but you hopefully will settle into what it is that you both are with each other. Yes, but getting to the starting line is really, really hard. Jump in here, Suzanne, because... Yeah, and you know, Trevor, it is hard, but it's not impossible. And what I would say is that a woman and a man can find the right person in their life as long as they get to the starting line and they keep going and they finish the race. It's the ones that give up that will never find it. I will tell you that my clients that really keep running that marathon, even when they hit the potholes, when they have so much pain that they can't keep going, but they still do. They're the ones that find love. Wise words from a wise woman. As we cross our finish line. So, Suzanne, please let our audience know how they can find you. Awesome. So, if people would like to find me, they can go to yournextamazingstory.com. That was easy enough. Okay. Um, and you, what about us? They can find us on the corner of Crescent <laughs> and Santa Monica Boulevard. So, uh, <clears throat> we can be found at uh, Trevor and Robbie. At DoneBeingSingle.com. Yes. And that's our email address. And we have DoneBeingSingle.com. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us at DoneBeingSingle on Twitter and Facebook. And I just want to tell all the ladies out there, although I know Suzanne works with both men and women, I did did Suzanne's show. And she is so lovely and so engaged and so just wise and curious and I thoroughly enjoyed, I don't mean to talk about you in front of you, but I am, yeah, Suzanne. I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. I can only imagine what you're like as a coach. I felt comfortable and very open with you. Oh, you're so sweet. And too bad this is a podcast because you would see I'm blushing right now. <laughs> uh, well, it's true. You know what? You know your shit. Oh, well, thank you. It was, this was so much fun. Thank you, Suzanne. This you also great. have a good attitude. Yes. And you roll with the punches. And we want 
men and women out there to also have good attitudes, you have the power. Yes, you do. It's within Everybody, you. Everybody, women, you have the power. Don't relinquish it. No. Okay? And with that, we are done being single. Yes, we are. And hopefully you are too. We'll be back next week with another fun-filled episode. All right. All right, right. Take Bye. care. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.